Welcome to the Modern Follower Podcast, where we talk about living for Christ in this modern world. My name is Austin. My name is Chino. In this podcast, we talked about dis- Christian distinctions. What does it mean? Um, examples of being distinct, the importance of being distinct as Christians. Examples of not, what it looks like to not be distinct. Right. Right. And uh, some scripture to kind of end us all off at the end of the day. Um Personally, I, I, you know, it convicted me a lot. I think that it, uh, it hit me harder than I thought it would getting into this, even though we have talked about this before, but, um, right. kind of showed me, showed me parts of my life that I'm, that I should be, I should be thinking about more. Right. It definitely convicted me too. Like, I felt like even though we have an audience, I was speaking to myself more personally, I was definitely convicted and it definitely penetrated my heart. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Modern Follower Podcast. Uh, this is technically our first podcast as Modern Follower. Our first podcast was technically under the Life and Color name. If you happen to hear that version, make sure to go ahead and uh, check out the Modern Follower version. It is much better. At least it cuts out a lot of the <laughs> the the conversation that doesn't really lead anywhere in the beginning. Um, so uh, definitely check that out and subscribe to the podcast so that you actually get notified when they come because they seem to not show up right away if you're not following them. So we had that problem with the first one, but I am joined again with my good friend Chino here. So. And uh, we're going to get into a topic that I think is uh, it's it's basic in the right way. It's not basic in the sense of like it can be pretty complex, but I think it's good to start off with. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. And what is that question, Chino? Uh, basically, what makes how to live a distinct life as a Christian? How to live a distinct life as a Christian. It seems like a simple question to answer. Like if you, if you like, I think, I feel like anybody can sit here and say like, like, oh yeah, how to live a distinct Christian life until you ask them to like really actually explain it. Then it can kind of get complicated. Yeah. Like a couple of, um, you know, ideas just pop in your head soon as you ask the question. Yeah. This, that, and third and whatever. But we, we know, we wanted to talk about more in depth. Uh, and as I was like preparing for the podcast and everything, I, you know, it kind of showed me how I'm not being distinct and, you know, kind of convicted me, you know, and, and for myself. So I feel that. Uh, so tell me, Chino, what does it mean to be distinct? Distinct. Well, when I think distinct, you define, I would define it as like being holy, peculiar, different, staying out somehow. Um, yeah, pretty much it. I like that. Simple, basic. It's a basic word. Most people know the word, but then what it means and then translating that into, um, I guess the Christian life. Um, you know, one thing I feel like, I feel like a lot of people who are Christians, I can't say a lot of people outside of Christianity because obviously that's probably not true, but, but inside of Christianity, most people have heard of, you know, you know, in the Bible talking about being set apart for Christ or for God, you know, uh, you see that in the old Testament, you see that, um, the New Testament, especially in the Old Testament, you see in a lot more physical ways as far as like um, the things they ate, the things they did yeah. were the parts that set us apart. Not as much in the New Testament, but um, or really that isn't what sets us apart in the New Testament. But as much as like now with the Holy Spirit essentially living that out now, we don't have to do the ceremonial laws. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like um, I like the. I didn't know this actually about what you put in here about the definition of church um, or the, uh, the was it yeah. Greek of church? Yeah, the um, Greek of church. Which Ecclesia. You, Ecclesia? Is that Ecclesia. how you say that? Ecclesia, yeah. Ecclesia. I, I, I was saying it wrong every time. Um, <laughs> means being uh, a called out assembly. I like that. It. I didn't know that until now, but um, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's basically... Uh, it's making a distinction like we are 
sacred because God, uh, not we are sacred, but God has set us apart. And the church, the Greek word for church is ecclesia, and that means called out assembly. And so basically, um, you know, we're called out from the world. We're set apart for God. And that's basically what the church is. And it's used most of the time in the New Testament when it's when the Bible says in the New Testament church, it's Ecclesia, and that's what it basically means. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I think uh, a next, the next step, which is the most logical, is to understand yeah. understand Christianity more in a purposeful, like what right. is the purpose of Christianity? What are our core values? What are, what are those lie in? If you want to start us off on that. Yeah, to make to basically lay down the groundwork to understand distinction you know i was thinking that maybe we should understand like the purpose of christianity which is basically um you know we're re- redeemed people of god you know we were once people deserving of wrath and god has saved us and we no longer live for ourselves but we live we're new creations we have new passions yeah. new desires uh, a new thought process where, um, to glorify God and not to gratify ourselves or any other thing. Yeah. So our values are different. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's, a, that's a huge part. And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like some people know that, but then they don't, they don't really act it out, which is where this conversation comes into play is like, um, and I think actually this made me kind of think a little bit of what, um, our pastor uh, was talking about with at church as far as um, f- like when we were in Ephesians right. talking about like where we were breaking down, you know, saved by grace through faith um, and understanding like one thing I think that's important is understanding about this faith. It isn't something which is something that we're probably going to say a lot, but like isn't something that we come up with. Right. It's not like this faith that we have isn't something that we like, we don't bring this to the table. And so there's like, as far as like, it's like, it doesn't come from us. It does come from God. It is faith is us acting. It's our action, but that action is only possible because of God. So it's a gift from God. Yeah. It's a gift from God. And so distinguishing that between like faith, like distinguishing faith between works. um, But like, that one makes it the pressure is off of us in a way in a good way mm-hmm. um not that we don't have to do anything but that it doesn't when we fail we don't we don't lose like we don't no. it's not it's not it for us and so um you know being redeemed for Christ it's important to know that like redeemed is redeemed it's right at the end of the day we're redeemed so now how now that we are redeemed and now we are living for Christ the the the, where we get into our topic is that you know how do we now live that out like right. what it, and not only how we live it out but specifically how can i look at you chino and know that you're not an unbeliever right by your actions right and as you said earlier you know we might say this theme a lot that it's God who saves us, you know, we'll be talking about salvation a lot because that's the core, that's the essence of who Christians are, is the gospel, is the good news that was provided for us. And because of that, we do things, we operate differently from what the world would do. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. And uh, just, I think a, a good, a good point before we go any further is just, uh, describing the gospel which is that you know we are saved by grace through faith um it was not of our own doing and although we were dead in our sin dead in our trespasses and undeserving of any of any kind of salvation and, and and really deserving of only damnation and we were dead which is a good under thing to understand is that we were dead in that sin but then because of christ's love before time began, he chose us to be sons and daughters adopted into the family of God. And in that, we were saved by his sacrifice on the cross. Um, again, not of our own doing, 
nothing that we did um, brought us there, but he brought us out of death into life. Um, no longer slaves to sin, but slaves of righteousness, which that's a, that's an interesting topic to talk about too, but we won't get into that today, but right. um, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah. So like you're like, we've been saying we're new creations. So what, is, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? That basically means we're saved by grace. So we, as Christians, reciprocate the same grace and mercy we have been shown to others. Yeah. Because we, you know, we didn't deserve. I mean, just think about it. We sinned against God, right? We rebelled against God. We've done stupid things. You look at the Old Testament, the history of Israel, you know, God saves the people, uh, um, even during the time of, um, or I'm trying to, in the desert, well, yeah. when Israel was going through the desert, trying to find the land of Mekani, Israel, their nation, uh, when they were delivered out of Egypt, uh, God gives them a law through Moses and they worship God and God loves that worship. He accepts it. But what happens immediately after? They sin, they make idols, they done mm-hmm. stupid stuff. And so we wronged God immediately and re- repeatedly throughout our lives. But yet he still sent his son to save us and, and shown us mercy, brought salvation to people who are undeserving. And that makes me reflect for myself. When I meet people, like my brother does dumb things, my mother does dumb things, yeah. my coworkers, people traffic especially in florida we have i4 and it's yeah. the most dangerous highway in the um in the nation is it really and, yeah wow. it's the number one most dangerous and i pay tolls to avoid i4 at all costs Same. but i mean people just are people on traffic they think about themselves yeah so when i when i engage in these events that people either cut me off do very dangerous things on the road my brother is being a pre your typical preteen my mom keeps on annoying me on purpose or whatever the case may be when someone is irritable to me someone who's purposefully doing wrong against me i think of god how he has shown me mercy and how i knowingly sometimes and unknowingly sin against him as people sin against me i also show mercy as god shows mercy you know? yeah yeah and i think that that's a super practical way to to look at it it's is to understand like when you know in the daily life of a christian like as believers like one one understand that we're going to sin so if you try to if if living distinct doesn't mean that you're living sinless doesn't mean that you're living perfect lives. We're not saying you're going to live a perfect life. We're saying you're living a distinct life, which um, it's it's living, like you said, it's living, you know, one thinking about, we think about things differently. The way we, the way we communicate with people, the way that we um, interact with people, with uh, with situations in life, with just daily thoughts. More like, deeply. In. We, yeah, we, we not only think more deeply, but like, you know, like I hate the phrase, "What would Jesus do?" Like I hate that phrase, but because of the cliche of it. But in the end, if you get deeper into what that what they're saying there, I I appreciate the the meaning behind it. Like you know, when when whenever in whatever we're doing as believers, like to slow we slow down, you know, to to think. All right, like you know, our model is Christ. Understanding, like you know, the the reason Christ came to live on earth because he surely didn't, he, he didn't have to, it was his choice. He came to live and die a perfect life, die as a perfect person on earth. That's our model to right. live by. If you want to, if the, the closer we live to Christ, the better. We're never going to be perfect in this life. 
We're never going to sit. We're never going to do everything that Christ did. We're never going to not sin. I mean, we've already sinned, so we've already lost that battle. But like, but like, um, in daily life, road rage is a great example. I know I struggle with that myself, but like lately I've been getting a lot better because lately I've just, I've done the same thing. And especially even today, like thinking about this podcast, I was like, as people are cutting me off on the highway, which Miami is much worse than oh. down than up oh, here i bet um and so like you know if people cut me off i'm just like instead of honking <laughs> i'm like all right christ showed grace on me and you might think like it's like it's like wow that's like that's so simple but it's like but that is what it is i mean a lot of it is simple stuff my car my car horn does not work oh so, wow <laughs> i mean i guess that's good there's a lot of, yeah it's good <laughs> but there's a lot of times where i just i hit my steering wheel because i wish i I could honk, but yeah, I mean, going along that, you know, we have a new paradigm as Christ has made us new creations, given us, give us new hearts. Yeah. And so whenever I look at a person, it's not superficial. Like anytime I'm with someone, there is in the back of my mind a weight, a great importance inside me as I'm connecting with this person, however the case may be, whether it's just sitting there talking or whatever. And I'm not looking at people as projects like, oh, I got to make sure somehow I fit in the gospel. Like I look at people with a great importance, the underlining thing as I'm engaging with individuals is basically you know, heaven and hell is real. There is a there is a God. Yeah. And we will all face God. And it's either, you know, you have your faith in Christ or you don't. And that's going to decide where you'll be at. And I don't want to waste one opportunity with any person in this entire world to not present the gospel with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And, and there's this thing, like, it's it's very popular. People always, you know, I've heard it a lot. People say, um, preach the gospel with your actions and use words if necessary. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, it's preach the gospel. It's like preach the gospel always, use words if necessary or something along right. those lines. Yeah. And I, I can kind of get it. I understand what they're saying, but here's the thing that that's wrong with that phrase. It, it excludes, it doesn't exclude, but it gives an excuse for a a Christian not to speak the gospel as they're acting it out. Right. What does the gospel mean? It means the good news. Mm-hmm. And when the Bible in the New Testament repetitively, Paul says, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, and preach in the original language means herald the gospel. So, you know, you go to in the old days when kingdoms were about, you know, there's a king and then there's a herald heralding the news, like what's happening yeah. in the kingdom and around the kingdom and the area. We are, in, in essence, that person where it's shouting out the news of Christ to the world. Like this is the good news of Christ, the only important news that will ever be in this entire universe. Yeah. And here it is. Let me with my actions as well present it in word. Yeah, and the what, what I was actually talking with uh with Alicia about which is my fiance. Um A Ayo. Congrats. <laughs> but yeah, man, boy getting married. I was not engaged when we wow. I was not engaged <laughs> when we uh when we first recorded the other podcast, which is kind of interesting but that's that's another point but anyways my wonderful beautiful fiance um shout out to alicia was her and i were talking about uh going through you know the stuff that you wrote down and stuff like that kind of talking about it and um we talked about that that line about you know because i've heard a lot the preach the gospel use words if necessary um like the way i see it is like it's a yes and no thing because it's mm-hmm. yes we show the gospel in the way we live and -hmm. there's no excuse to not do that. But there, it's also preach the gospel, um, with words as well. So it's, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, 
I think the statement is too short. I think yeah. it's. I think they tried to simplify this idea of living out the gospel into a sentence that contradicts itself. It's not what they're saying. It's what they're not saying. It's what they're not saying exactly. And so I think that it's not either or. I don't think you can. You you shouldn't have just preaching and saying the gospel without living it because then you're a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Where, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't live the gospel and not share it because then no one's ever going to hear about it. Right. And so like there's there's a there's a give and take there. You got to have both. Both right. are required as far as the Christian life is concerned. Um, and we're always like, I know I struggle. I struggle with both sides of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be times where I'm, you know, where I'm, you know, wanting to talk a lot about it. But then like in the end, I, I, I look at my life and I'm like, man, I, I need to do better. Like I, there's areas in my life that I need to grow on. I'm not living this gospel that I'm sharing to people or vice versa where I'm, you know, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm in the background doing a lot of stuff on my own for Christ and even serving in the church and things like that, showing my, my, my love for Christ and the gospel, but then not sharing it. Um, it's a struggle, but there's a balance between the two. And, um, I, I think one thing too is like, just understand love. Like that's one of the biggest parts that, that separate Christianity. I feel like then the rest of the world is love. It's even even leaving it right there like that's it just love but then understanding like understanding what that means in a practical sense like the way for example speaking of alicia like the way that i'm going to be able to, that i am able to love alicia and i will be able to love alicia is not like the way i love her is so different as a believer mm-hmm. than it would be without without christ because right without christ my love will always be selfish in some way and people will be like oh like i'm not selfish like i like i love them like i do things for them it's like in the end you love them and you do those things for them a lot of times wanting something back in return right. whereas with christ he has unconditional love for us he expects nothing from us because we have nothing to give um yet loves us anyways no matter what and that same thing applies to how we love our neighbor how we love our brother and sister how we love our wives how we love our kids like um like we love them without any expectation of return on investment um and so that's a big part of how you can tell the difference between a christian and a non-christian is just where their heart is like even like what you said with like you know giving to a homeless person or Mm helping a coworker at work. What is the motive behind that? A lot of people will do a lot of good things and do a lot of great things. But then um, a lot of times the motive behind that is selfish naturally because we're naturally prideful creatures. Um, and so naturally we're more selfish towards those things. But then when we, we sit back as a Christian and we think about those things, like why am I, why am I helping uh, this homeless person? Why am I giving them money? Why am I sitting and talking to them? Well, there is a heaven and a hell and without Christ there's hell. <laughs> and so like when we, so when we engage with other people and we're doing those things for other people, like we want to show our, our, the gospel in our lives because we were mm-hmm. like, like you need to know this because I don't want to see you go to hell. Like I want to be able to be, I want to be able to rejoice in, in, in sing praises to Christ next to you in heaven. Like that's a big thing. Um, and so, yeah right and so basically we're we're reciprocating the perfect love of christ yeah as you know we're not perfect people at all but as we said before we're new creations we have a new heart new passion new desire and through christ we display his love which is perfect yes um and you know i told you i i told you zach and a lot of our friends about this video that I saw on Facebook basically of yeah this guy literally had no money or anything and he was at a restaurant for some reason didn't have money he was just hungry so he spent money he basically didn't have and then he saw some kid pull out a chair for his mom whatever and he just felt something um inside of him that wanted to give the kid money saying hey you're a class act I respect the fact that you are chivalrous. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Chivalrous. And yeah, you got that, it. 
you respect and love your mom and you know you put her above yourself whatever so he gave the money he didn't have to the kid left no money to his name and all of a sudden he got a check in the mail he didn't know where it came from and it was enough money to get by and just things and so he had a sudden um what's what i'm looking for enlightenment epiphany he had a sudden epiphany that it's not about himself maybe he should help other people that um you know it's not about him so he started becoming generous and started giving things out of generosity out of his own heart and he just started living like that ever since and he's doing well like well better than you and me yeah and then you may hear that and you're like man that's good and that is good 100 percent. but he is not a christian you've been that's i know that's mind-blowing yeah but how many times have have uh, you've heard sermons heard christians say you know talk about generosity and then there be no that there's no distinction why you know what he's doing is good and we ought to be generous as well 100 percent. but why what is the reasoning behind that and that's why you know this topic is important because he may give for himself uh, to others out of his own heart and it feels good i mean you know yeah I've, of course i've helped homeless people with other people and you know pastors ask them how did how did it go how did it make you feel oh it made me feel great that's good for you but you know what what is the reason behind why christians would be generous is because god has been generous towards me he's given me a house clothes family health yeah sight you know he's he's lavish common grace on me he's made me know who he, he has enlightened me to know who he is and he has saved me from eternal wrath he's been so gracious to me given me eternal riches that will never perish in heaven has prepared a place for me in heaven how much yeah. generous can you get and so that's why the christian is generous because god has been immensely immeasurably generous towards us yeah and so like sitting back like you know if you're listening to this i i like something that like it's easy to look like and, and think like you know kind of piggybacking off of that like think you know well you know i like instantly i feel like we naturally when we hear something especially something that's convicting us it's natural for us to be like oh well i do this i do that Mm. and what and it's like immediately i can tell that someone's missing the point mm. when that's a that's their first response because it's misunderstanding the whole point behind what this is is that you know is this complete selflessness christ gave his whole self die literally dying mm. like in and that's a sometimes it's crazy to me but there's a there's a there is still a misconception about that and people saying like oh yeah he died but like he's god it's like no no he died mm. he actually died it was a painful terrible death on a cross which if you don't understand what dying on a cross looks like just go look it up man it's it's nuts not even but, the physical pain but no yeah the yeah fact that the father no even yeah beyond that just the, the fact son. that he came he he sacrificed his entire self completely selfless um for us and in that we are to be selfless towards others and so like yeah that guy was doing good things and yeah that guy was really great and if anything helping our society like like i i have a lot of respect for the guy because there's not a lot of people that that could do that but at the same time it was not the reason wasn't because of glorifying christ mm -hmm. of you know um bringing people to christ right. um because then in, in everything we do we should be ultimately seeking the glory of god like his glory never our own never our own like we should owe it which 
it's easier said than done but we should never be there should never be an expectation in anything that we do because it's at the end of the day it's for christ and he has already given us a gift that we will never repay that's why it's a gift we're not going to repay it it's not going to happen um even if we tried um but while we're in this world the one thing that you realize as a christian is that you're like man especially when you get that revelation of understanding of like what the gospel really means it's like man i i am like what can i possibly do but give glory to god what can i possibly do but worship like yeah i can't repay him but but at least i'll give him everything i have like i don't have much god but here it is like this is what i got and Mm -hmm. and 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 in that is you know i have my daily life i have my drive to work i have my conversations with coworkers. like i'll do what i can as a as a human being in my even though i am still a sinner i'll do what i can and worship you in the process and that's that's that that whole shift is that that like that man could become a christian in this whole process of him like say like within him like doing what he does he could become a christian still doing the same stuff maybe even more but there's a big difference which is that that purpose behind what he's doing right and the importance of why it is i i think we laid a pretty good groundwork for yeah for you know christianity our core beliefs and everything so this is the reason so we're going to get into why it is important to be distinct and this is why it's because the world does do mr beast planted 20 million trees which is good you know our uh ecosystem needs it we need trees to breathe and live and whatever um but you know unbelievers do um what can seem like good things yeah uh, in the eyes of people um and then christians also do good things as well and you know you could tell people yeah i'm a christian this is why i did that and they'll be like, oh yeah that's cool or whatever and then people don't re- don't realize what we've been saying it's because christ has you know the gospel is is the is what matters and is what's central in our lives and that's why we do what we do is because of christ and because of god and if you don't speak the gospel while you're living out the gospel you know, this is this is what's wrong with that phrase. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll keep on forgetting it. Basically, preach, preach the, the gospel, gospel use, use words, words if, if necessary. Needed, if necessary, yeah. Um, this is what what is wrong when you don't speak as well alongside with your deeds. You'll have deism, which deism is basically um, you accept that there is a God, but He's far off. He won't intervene in this world. He's watching. He's basically an overseer. He's laid some laws, commandments for you to obey, and they're good, and we'll do that. But there's no real spirituality. It's like, okay, you said to do this. We'll live that way because we know it's good, and we know we'll benefit from it. Um, and, And so basically, when you don't, you may know that. Your heart may be changed. You may be a new creation, but as you work and not preach the gospel those people don't know why you do it and they fall into deism um and then you have people who say they're a christian but they're but their hearts are so far from god they don't even know who god is and you basically have people coming in into the faith just saying just thinking um you know god wants people to be nice and fair to one another central goal of life is just to be happy god doesn't need to be involved unless something goes terrible goes south you hit rock bottom or you good people go to heaven when they die which sounds real good sound i you know sounds easy it's the easy thing to do yeah but it is not distinct in christianity it's not the true christian belief it's and again it's not what you're saying it's what you're not saying 
And to really understand the gospel, you have to understand the hard parts of the gospel. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, coming off of that, like, like you were saying, like, when, when you're not living out the gospel, it's a domino effect of like, like if you're not living and preaching the gospel, if you're not living a distinct life and someone knows you're a Christian, they're a new Christian, all it takes is them looking at you. You might be their only influence and like, all right, well, I mean, you know, he's doing these things. Obviously I can do that. Like, yeah, there's a God. Yeah. He exists. I'll probably go to heaven. Think I'm decent enough, but they don't understand. But at the end, they don't understand the gospel. So in reality, they don't believe in the one true God. They right. believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. um, which is deism and then can or go into ag- agno- um, agnostic. There's a lot of subcategories. Yeah, there's different, you know, depending on the level that you're at. A lot of people are more agnostic. It's just that, yeah, there's something, there's a force, there's something out there mm-hmm. like that makes all the, like that's created everything. You know, I don't believe that it just happened, but, um, but yeah, um, I think that, you know, if, if, if that happens, you know, eventually nobody's going to really hear the gospel because at the end of the day, nobody actually knows it. Um, and what makes a Christian a Christian? Exactly. What makes a Christian a Christian, you know, what, you know, eventually gospel. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, you know, if, if it, it, you know, assuming that this, you know, assuming basing off like one person, for example, to make it simple, it's like it dominoes down to where eventually scripture doesn't matter anymore because it's like, I mean, like, everyone else is living contrary to this obviously it's fine why am i going to read this bible's out the picture then at that point nobody's christian anymore uh, because at that point it's, it's just that one it's a feeling thing and then two it's just about believing in something higher than yourself which in reality most people in the world believe there's something bigger than themselves mm. but just because they believe in something bigger than themselves doesn't make it make them go to heaven right there's there's only Studies show statistically there's only 3% of the world that are actual atheists. And out of that 3%, one, 1.5, basically 50% of that 3% does, does not actually believe in anything. The other half just doesn't believe in Christianity or matter better. Yeah. And so study, that's what studies have shown. So basically someone majority of the entire world does believe there is more to life there there is some sort of higher being they would say there is some sort of god yeah but i don't know i don't believe it is the christian god and they may not admit that they may not say that they may say it differently but logically and in essence that's their belief system yeah so piggybacking off of what we talked about earlier about like deism and you know, people who claim to say they are Christian and don't really know the gospel um, because we have people around us um, that say, you know, hey, you're a good person. God loves you. You're going to go to heaven, whatever. And just to make it very clear, like, I'm not excluding myself in the sense of not of being not being distinct. Yeah. Like there are times where I coward and I don't want to be distinct. I I find myself sometimes um being that thing, do uh, that phrase, you know, preach the gospel, use word when necessary. Um I've been living that when I could had opportunities to use words, but I'm just so comfortable not using those words. Um that's just a random thought that popped in my head. But yeah. what what I wanted to really get at is basically you know people who you know are opponents of the faith and whatever they're not gonna openly say hey we don't leave in the bible because that's not something that would really sell it it's more so you know pop culture especially pop culture within christianity there's there's unanswered questions you know did god really say that Mm. Is that what really the Bible means? Yeah. How should we even go there at this time with these people? Is that what really the Bible says? You know, it's so many unanswered questions. Absolutely. That 
progressively all of a sudden you know you feel this pressure upon you that steers you away basically yeah and so basically we have you know the pressure of not mentioning things and and i don't think either that one day you're going to wake up and say i'm going to sell out either you know it's either something that you're wrestling with god um and eventually you know you just push it aside you push it aside you never come back to it uh you avoid it and then all of a sudden you're not you're ignoring the scriptures and then one day you're preaching from a quote from martin luther king or uh, or even um augustine and not the scripture itself yeah and then basically you're not preaching the gospel so i don't know what you're really peddling anymore like what are you really about at this point yeah i mean because now now you're and that's that's the danger of not being distinct Absolutely. is that you slowly but surely uh, lose sight you slowly but surely not only not only is it important to be distinct to be a part of the world which we are called to do and bring god's love but also for ourselves we're in danger of on the slippery slope of of steering off the narrow path that jesus has presented us yeah and being like the world which then sorry for cutting you off no no keep <laughs> which, going which You're then good. basically you know you know if if we get it wrong we don't distinguish christianity from morality what we have done at best is restrain a heart but not transform it and we just given enough of jesus to not know jesus uh, yeah if that makes sense yeah no i get that right and and basically creating de deistic people yeah i mean because at the end of it all the saying like doing less saying less and like saying very little could almost be more harmful right in a lot of cases because you start because people naturally are going to make their assumptions about things and so as soon as if, if if you know if we're not sharing the fullness of the gospel if we're not living out the fullness of the gospel people are not only going to pick up on that um but they're going to read into it and in turn will affect and that's why we get a lot of christian christian quote unquote christians in the world who are who are you know who say they believe in christ yet show completely different fruit mm -hmm. um it's because at the end of the day somewhere down the line when they heard the gospel or what they believed to be the gospel or when they came to faith or whatever, like something, something wasn't done right. It's mm -hmm. not always that way. Not always is it because someone didn't share it correctly. Sometimes you share the gospel and people are going to take it how they want to take it. Um, some people have their own views on things and it's, it. Uh, remember we're, we're dead in our sin. All right. Remembering that when we speak to people, because obviously, yeah, if we forget that we can get irritated with people because we were like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? And it's like, well, I mean, you didn't understand what you're saying right? before. Like, even if you were saved at a young age, like at the end of the day, like at some point you were dead in your sin and being dead means you were blind. You were unable, like, like Paul, his, um, it was like scales that fell off his eyes. Like, like he, like he was, he was awakened to this, this new, like he was killing Christians and then now preaching the gospel there's just new understanding he didn't understand it before but now he yeah. now he does you're right and so just to I, kind of go ahead i think the scariest thing that i hope puts a godly fear in people then another importance is that we might live lives as people who live under god's rule but have no real relationship with christ yeah and we are convinced we're going to go to heaven. And then when judgment day comes, they're before God, right? And they've they done everything right. 
and they think that they're entitled to heaven because of what they've done by their discipline, but not by the transformation yeah. that Christ does to us, bringing, like, as you said, dead people to life. Yeah. I think the scariest words that you will receive for those people is that basically God looks at you and says, depart from me. I never knew you, yeah. you workers of lawlessness, which is in Matthew mm-hmm. 7, I believe. Uh, I don't know the exact chapter, but, yeah, yeah. but it is in Matthew that I know. <laughs> yeah. But how scary, how tragic would that be? Absolutely. To hear the person that you lived your, that you thought you lived life through had no real desire or passion for God, no real genuine faith. And then he says, depart from me, I never knew you. And you don't enter heaven, you are under God's wrath for eternity. Like, that's scary. Absolutely. Frightening. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, we should definitely do a podcast on understanding God's wrath uh, to kind of piggyback off this uh, because that is a good thing to also help give us a proper fear of God um, and a proper fear of disobeying God. Um, There's a good and a bad, but quick summary. Give me your 30 second summary of (laughs) something along those lines of, of what we just talked about. Um, My quick 30 second summary. (laughs) Hopefully I could do in 30 seconds. You got this is as a Christian at, being a Christian means living a distinct life, which the source of the distinction is, which distinction means holy, is Christ's message, the gospel, the good news, is being reminded we were dead in sin, but alive in Christ. Thank God by the divine atonement of Jesus Christ. And that, as we recognize the horrendous consequences of sin, our sin that we've committed we recognize that and in, in, in we're in awe and reverence of god by his mercy reciprocating that very mercy being distinct and now we have we live life transformed with new passions new desires new values and we interact with all of god's creation not just people yeah but our environment finances whatever the case may be um through the lens of the gospel. It's good. I like that. that Not was, 30 seconds, but wasn't far off though. I, I will say that it. was hard. <laughs> yeah. That was good though. Um I'm gonna read a couple scriptures to end us off here that we have here for you guys to kind of uh think about. Gotta do the Hebrews. Read through. One. Huh? Gotta do the Hebrews one. Oh, absolutely. Uh but I'll I'll start. So Second Corinthians seven one says since we have these promises, beloved. Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Amen. Um, Amen. So Hebrews twelve fourteen. Great, great verse. Uh, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Right. That you could have just I, that, said that. That would have been the summary right, right there. <laughs> right. You know, we strive for peace to everyone. Yeah. But with holiness. That's that distinction. That's that distinction. All right. Leviticus twenty twenty six. You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy and have separated you from the peoples that you should be mine. There's that separation we were talking about. That's in the Old Testament. Psalms one nineteen nine says how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word that's good and just really quick go ahead when people hear pure in the bible they usually mean sexually pure but pure mean in in, in this 919 verse. yeah means to be cleansed yeah absolutely that's a good point atoned you know so yeah that's good awesome well Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. This might sit right around an hour, but hey, that's pretty good. We're getting there. So forgive us for the time. Also, I wish you guys could see us record this because my hands are flying everywhere while Austin's just chilling. (laughs) I I talk with my hands because I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, I'm just over here in the couch, bro, just chilling. It's great. I mean, 
we're doing this a little bit different but then when we're in real life it's the opposite you're pretty animated i'm pretty i'm pretty animated yeah i think (laughs) just here i'm just like i'm very focused um but but hey thank you guys for listening um and again subscribe if you want more podcasts hit us up in the dms on our instagram which is at modern follower underscore or email us at the modern follower at gmail.com <laughs> exactly there you go the modern follower at gmail.com if you want to email us if people still do that or if um, you know us you could text us absolutely yeah yeah we want questions give us questions give us things to talk about we want topics we this this podcast is for us to discuss things because we enjoy doing that but also we want to one learn new things and be able to help those that want to learn stuff so uh thank you guys uh and you will no longer hear anything about comments. <laughs> that was something uh, we initially would done to do YouTube videos, which videos will come in the future. Stay tuned for that. There's some, there'll be some announcements in the future about how we're going to do that. Far future. <laughs> Far future. But there's going to be, you know, there, we'll, we'll get into that later. But we decided to just do audio for now. And so comments translates to DMs. So hit us up in the DMs, uh, email. If you find our phone numbers, text us. Slide up in the DMs. My phone dry. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let us know, man. And if you got questions, you want to ca- call us. Shoot, I'll give you my number. Like not on the hmm. here, but just hit me up on the DMs. And we'll, I'll give you my number. We'll, Leave we'll, me a voice. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but again, thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Since it's almost Thanksgiving for us. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You're going to hear this probably next week as the, the week after Thanksgiving, but hope you guys have a good holidays. Bye.